welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you as always. And in today's show, we'll be recapping the top 20 quarterbacks for fantasy football in 2021 and their future outlooks in redraft for 2022. Also got some news to talk about. There's been a lot of NFL news going on. As you can see, no Chris for this episode, unfortunately, but we have got a great guest on here. And also, I forgot to mention, we're also doing a, uh, I'm doing a dynasty mock draft at the end of the show. And that segment I have not recorded yet. But we'll have a dynasty mock draft at the end of the show as well after the quarterbacks. But yeah, like I said, we've got a great guest on the show. He's a friend of the show, has been on here a couple times, the host of the Young Fantasy Mind Football podcast. And guys, a couple of days before, also tested positive for COVID. So we're having Hutchinson Brown on here. And I want to know how you're holding up, man, because it's it seems like it's been a rough last couple of days. I'm glad you're able, feeling well enough to do the show, but uh, you feeling okay? Yeah, man. I mean, the last couple of days have been rough. It started out the first couple of days with a uh, with a with a pretty high fever. I was in like 101 range. I started to get up to 100s. So, you know, not feeling great. But last couple of days, it's really just been sore throat, like kind of like flu like symptoms. So I'm feeling good, ready to record this show today. Nice. Good to hear. But yeah, it's tough that you I mean, I guess you said I saw your tweet about it a couple of days ago. Obviously, you weren't feeling too well, but that's great that you're feeling better. So, guys, make sure to go check out his stuff. The Young Fantasy Mind at TYFM NFL on Twitter, Young Fantasy yeah. Mind Football Podcast. Uh, anything else you want to plug? I guess you also write for DLF. So I do write for DLF. A new article just posted. Rookie, uh, I've been doing a rookie reaction series where we look at rookie seasons and react to them. It's very straightforward. But uh, la- the latest article just posted is Rookie Running Max Part Two, Elijah Mitchell and Michael Carter. So we're reacting to those two seasons and talking about their dynasty fantasy football outlook. So go check it out if you have a DLF subscription. Yeah. So guys, make sure to go get a DLF subscription and you can go see that article as well as everything else they have over there. It's an awesome site. So you should go check it out. So I guess, uh, you ready to jump into it? We got some news to talk about first and then we got quarterbacks. So you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Here we go. Let's hop into news. Okay. Like four pieces of news is what we've got here. And this first one, so devastating for the Rams, obviously. I mean, they ended up winning the Super Bowl, but Odell Beckham Jr. went down in this game, and it now has been reported that he suffered a torn ACL during the Super Bowl. I don't, I want to say he was supposed to, like, at least ha- be, have a chance to be healthy for next year. But I also feel like, I mean, given the timeline of this injury, it's in February. So, I feel like there's a so- very solid chance that he misses a decent chunk to start off the season. Obviously, this hurts his value, but I think there's two questions surrounding this. Number one is OBJ's future. Like, is OBJ going to retire after this year? Or does he come back to the Rams? And number two, when do you think he comes back? So, Hutch, what do you think about this situation and, like, what OBJ's value will look like for next year? Yeah, this is – Odell Beckham's going to miss time. Like, he's going to miss the start of the season. I just don't – you know, modern medicine has, you know, made major strides – but I just don't see many worlds where he comes back and is fully healthy to start this season. So he's going to miss some games. You're going to have to look out for that and redraft. I think the Rams still re-sign him. I, I really think they do. I think Odo Beckham feels at home. I, I like he really loves the Rams. Like it, it genuinely feels like he loves Matthew Stafford. He loves hanging out with Cooper Cup. He loves these guys. He wants to stay. And like, look, the Rams, like the Rams are going for a Super Bowl. They're going for more Super Bowls. They want to win as many as they can in this next couple year stretch. And if you brought Dell back Odell Beckham Jr., right? You have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, who's coming back, Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson. Yeah. Like it's just a, like unstoppable. 
it's going to be unstoppable with Matthew Stafford, a quarterback, and Cam Akers, who I believe is going to be fine when we're coming in next season. I think he's going to be good. I'm loving this offense right now. I think Odell Beckham stays, but I don't think we're going to see the Odell Beckham we just saw at that playoff run. So I, I just don't know if I'm, how excited I'm going to be to be drafting Odell Beckham for fantasy football in 2022, especially with Robert Woods looking like he's going to be back. Yeah, and I don't think it obviously stays at the same level as it was in the playoff run, like yeah. especially with Woods coming back. The target share is going to go down. And yeah, I think I agree that, I mean, I just hadn't heard an official report on his timeline, but I agree with you. Like, I don't think there's a chance he comes back for week one, but I and do think he comes back for next year with the Rams. I agree with you there. Yeah, and also remember, this is his second tear on that left knee, mm-hmm. right? It was left knee, right? I, I think so. so. It was the same yeah. knee, whatever the same knee was. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It was the same knee that he tore the ACL on last time he tore his ACL a couple of years ago. Like that's two straight times. That's just, I just, that's not a recipe for success. He's like 30 years old now. I'm just not, it's not super fun. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not going to be a guy I'm like going after like crazy. It might be a bit of a, yeah, not really for me next year, but yep. um, he still, he showed some stuff and he got a big Super Bowl touchdown and he won the Super Bowl. So that's good to see for him. Did. Well. Yeah. I'm just so, it's very, very happy for him. He's just a very talented player. He's always been a talented player and he de- he deserves that ring. 100%. Yeah. So that's good to see. Uh, next piece of news, uh, it's about Deshaun Watson. And we haven't had Deshaun Watson news come out in a while, but it, he's apparently got the Bucks and the Vikings on his landing spot radar per Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano. We haven't really heard from either team other than, I mean, I'd, I'm sure the Vikings have probably put something out, like Kirk is our quarterback. Yeah, or something. yeah I didn't see that 100%. But... Yeah, they, yeah, I've seen reports saying they're, they're going to bring Kirk for 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that can – I don't really – that doesn't change my belief on it at all because teams will say that and then do something different, like, as soon as something becomes available. But yeah. – and I, at, but at the same time, though, I don't think just because Deshaun Watson says he wants to go there that he's going to get to go there. This makes sense. Two teams with very high-powered offenses, two teams that just need a quarterback to go to the next level, especially with Brady yep. gone from the Bucks, of course. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have very many thoughts on this other than if he went there, he'd be an elite fantasy quarterback, and this makes, like, logical sense for him. Yeah, it does. It, it would like if you were to go there, it makes him a good fantasy quarterback. But for redraft, I'm just not like it doesn't matter where he goes for me. I'm not going to be interested mm-hmm. after so much time off of football after like especially like the things he was accused of what he did. That's going to affect him mentally and it's going to affect him physically on the field. I'm just not going to be interested in Deshaun Watson for fantasy football in 2022. And when he come, like if he were to go to the Bucks. Like, I just don't see a world where he's not drafted as a top 12 quarterback. He's going to be drafted as a quarterback one, potentially even like a top eight, top six type of guy. I'm just not willing to draft that. Like, like if you told me Deshaun Watson is going to the Buccaneers, I'd rather draft Trey Lance. I'd rather draft Chandler Hurts over over Deshaun Watson. And I know that might go against a lot of consensus consensus rankings, but I feel like I'd rather have both those guys than Deshaun Watson on the Bucs or the Vikings or, or on any team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I have a bit of a different take, which I do agree with you. Like lawsuit wise, it's so hard to risk with like the 22 and- allegations. But um, I, I kind of feel like, in my opinion, that like, I, I feel like he would be able to come back and have not missed, maybe not missed a beat, but not missed too much. We know Deshaun Watson earlier in his career, in his rookie season, he tore that at an ACL and he was out for the year, like eight games into the year. The next year he came back and hadn't missed yeah. it at all. He's done it before where he's came off. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that he's going to be uh terrible the entire season and it's going to take him a couple of years i just think it's going to be a very very slow start and redraft at my quarterback position i just don't want somebody that's going to be doing that sure yeah, i really don't want somebody that's going to be doing that i would rather 
avoid Deshaun Watson in the draft, see his slow start, and potentially buy low. That's how I approached Saquon Barkley last year or this year, this past year. Like I was looking, I was like, man, off the ACL, probably going to be off a slow start. Maybe you should avoid him and then buy him low when that slow start happens. I was planning on buying him low, and then he injured his ankle, and that just fell off from there. And I was just like, eh, it's just not worth it to buy. So, yeah, Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm probably going to be approaching the same way and just seeing how this whole situation pans out if he's on another team and just hoping to buy low during the season. Yeah, that's fair for sure. I think, but yeah, I do think for most of the next season, like if he comes to the Bucks, gets cleared, he's going to have it in, it'll put up elite fantasy numbers. If maybe later rather than sooner, but at some point, eventually like maybe it'll take him a few games yeah. but he'll get back to that crazy fantasy status because we know how good he is and yeah uh, like once again like when he came off of that acl injury he did not miss a beat he was back better than ever he'll be fine he's gonna be back and good but it's just the stuff with the a- allegations and stuff that's tough to watch or, or hard to like see what's gonna happen with that as well um, yeah it is so, yeah, the next piece of news, I don't know how to say his last name, but Brandon Sugru, I don't know. I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong, reports that Broncos head coach and former Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett may make a push to acquire Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Apparently, though, the Packers have received calls and declined them. Obviously, this is all going to be – I feel like this is all going to be up to Aaron Rodgers because the Packers have stated, like, after this year, Aaron, if you don't want to be there, he, he like, you can be gone. But – it's interesting though, that they're not taking calls at the moment, but it looks like the Broncos are going to try to make a push. What are your thoughts on this? Honestly, I've said it since I've said it since like the playoffs, right? Like uh, all the news coming out. I've said it since the playoffs, if the Packers win a Super Bowl, I feel like they're going to be willing to get rid of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. If they don't win a Super Bowl, they're going to write out this contract, give uh, Adams a one-year deal and write it out for one more year. And that's still my belief. I still believe that they're going to try to ride this out one more year. They have the ability to win a Super Bowl. I think that's what they're going to do. I think we're going to see one last year with Rodgers in Green Bay, along with Devontae Adams. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. They're going to try. I mean, we know the Packers are going to try to keep him if they can um, yeah, at all. And, but yeah, I mean, it looks looking like the Broncos. Like if Aaron Rodgers does get traded, I think the Broncos is the most likely destination. That was what, when Pat Fitzmaurice came on the podcast last week, that's what he said as well. And now it's looking like, again, that's kind of heating up. Aaron Rodgers is now linked to the Broncos and, of course, his former O.C., which yeah. would be very interesting for sure. Would be. Um, okay, last piece of news. This is a weird one. Marquise Brown has deleted yeah. all Ravens content from his Twitter, and he's like made his profile picture black. Like that's all we know for sure. Other rumors from like those, like I don't know. He was, I, he I, those, had a, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. He he had a profile picture of him with uh, Ceedee Lamb in college. That oh, was profile, I think that was his profile picture on Twitter. I okay, might want to go back check that, but I think that was his profile picture on Twitter. Like he's just deleted everything Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he's like, deleted everything Ravens. That's all we really know. We see those, yeah. like there's accounts tweeting that he's <laughs> rumored to be retiring to become a professional gamer, which Marquee, I, they, those seem like wannabe beat reporter <laughs> accounts, it, making something up like those, you, when you see the, you see those unverified beat reporter, like quote unquote beat reporter accounts with 3000 followers tweeting stuff like that. It's oftentimes not true. So I think maybe he's looking for like, I don't know. What is it Wait, Marquise Brown's fourth year in the league? Because if so, this is the first time he's eligible for an extension. That could just be it. Marquise Brown. I think this is, it would be his fourth. Yeah. This, is this, his is fourth. Fourth. this coming into this 2022 season, this will be his fourth season. I believe. Yeah, and so yeah. he's got that fifth year option as a first round pick, but this off season is yeah. the first time that the Ravens can negotiate an extension with him. So maybe that's what this is. 
I don't know. It it seems kind of childish to me, but like, I don't think he's going to retire, but I I think it's just about an extension. Honestly, it'll probably go away at some point, but maybe there's something more to it. It's possible. And also Calvin, like I didn't, sorry, I didn't bring it up before, but it came to my mind. There is news out there. Derek Carr is going to get an extension. Ooh. And I've seen it's going to be around $40 million a year. Wow. I think he's going to get extended for a big-time contract. And I, don't, I really don't think he deserves that money. Maybe Do you think not. he deserves – hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. But I think it was like 40, 35, 40 million a year. That's I don't crazy. think he deserves that. I, he, look, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's a good NFL quarterback. He does not deserve that money. He does not deserve that type of money. I think the, the Raiders are making – a huge mistake here if they're signing him to that type of contract that's such a hard question like because it's like what we know will happen and i hadn't seen that so i'm just reacting to this really in real time if yeah, their yeah, targets yeah. 40 million a year on an extension that just sets the qb market to new levels and i think it in the does, next man. like five years like honestly I, I don't know it depends on whether like if Derek carr got that then Aaron Rodgers is going to want 60 million a year or something. Yes, insane. seriously. Or like 55 million. And then what are we going to do? Then it's just teams using like half their salary cap on one player. Like, I don't know if that's fun for the NFL. If Derek Carr got that much, I, maybe it's worth it in team building just because the quarterback's so important. But when you think about it, Derek Carr has not led this team far in the last few years. So to pay a guy 40 million a year, you're expecting him to lead you deep in the playoffs on his own, in my opinion, or not on his own, but with like, not like superstar all-star kind of team teammates around him you're expecting Derek Carr to be able to do this for you like the Derek Carr is the reason that you're going deep in the playoffs and he hasn't been that reason so I don't yeah I think you're I agree that he's not good enough to deserve 40 million yeah and I have some updates on the news so so for a, according to Ian Rapport, mm-hmm. the Raiders are prepared to commit to Derek Carr with extension so yeah. they're prepared to commit to him and according to sorry I'm saying this name wrong Vincent Bonsignor Pon Signor, he, he's a pretty he's a pretty well known reporter. I just can't say his name right. But the upcoming extension is supposed to be around the forty million range per year. Mm. Wow. And I and I've heard that's going to be a long time deal, like a four or five year deal. So he could see he could see like a five year, two hundred million dollar deal because five times forty two hundred. It yeah, could be somewhere yeah. like that. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. That's like that close to a Mahomes deal. And then that takes away so much- Mahomes money, like 40 yeah. million a year is that's really close to Mahomes money. I just yeah, Mahomes got blows my mind for a year. Blows yeah, my mind yeah. that they're going to give him that 100%. That's insane. And yeah, that just whatever Raiders. team's negotiating with a guy like Rogers, like Rogers is going to demand like two years and 55 million dollars after that because Kyler was to set the market. He's going to want more than Mahomes. And now that he sees Derek Carr getting 40, he's like, Derek Carr is not nearly as good as me. I want 50 or 55 million, especially over a short term. I was saying 50 to 55. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And if Kyler says that again, like Aaron Rodgers, yeah. we know his ego. He, he thinks back-to-back MVPs. Obviously he's a better quarterback than Kyler. He knows that yeah. he thinks that he's never going to not stop believing that. And so he'll want to go higher. And then it's just going to inflate and inflate and inflate and inflate. It's going to be really like a new, we're going to have that new quarterback market set, which is crazy because a few years ago we had that with like Jimmy G and Derek Carr, but they got like 25 million. Yeah, exactly. But they weren't, they were not getting nearly as much like Jimmy G got like five years, 130 Carr was similar. Like it's inflated so much in these last few years. It's crazy. He has. Yeah. The NFL is becoming like a passing league and having that court. Like you see, most Super Bowls, like we just saw the Super Bowl between Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, like oh, two star quarterbacks. Like most of the Super Bowls in the past couple of years, 
a lot of Super Bowls, I feel like in the future are going to be like a lot of star quarterbacks. I feel like that's just how it's going to be. It's a passing league now. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, we had a lot of news today, a lot of interesting stuff to talk yeah. about, but you ready to jump into the quarterbacks from last year? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we'll probably like after 15 or so, we can just run down like the last five and I'll ask like any thoughts you have on anybody else, because like after that, it doesn't get super interesting, but of course we got to talk about the top guys and the quarterback one on the year. It was yep. a quiet year for quarterbacks. There wasn't a crazy, like, Oh, this guy's winning you a fantasy league. Because most of the guys at the top were drafted relatively there. You had your late round quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Aaron, or not not Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Jalen. Tom Brady. Those were kind of the guys. I guess Tom Brady. Yeah, true. That was really absolutely in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of that because I was like, it's so weird thinking of Brady as a late round guy. But you're right. He was around that spot, too. So, but the quarterback one on the year, he wasn't a late round guy. He was drafted as really like the quarterback two, quarterback one, quarterback three, depending on the draft. It was Josh Allen. And he just, and it, was a dominant, again. it was in dominant fashion too. nearly 30 more points than Justin Herbert here on fantasy bros. Yeah, very true. And I mean, he was just, it, that wasn't like, he didn't have a crazy historic season either. He just, he put up 24.61 fantasy points per game, which is pretty crazy. But like last year, Josh Allen would have finished as I believe he was right. He would have been like right around that, like top four, top five range. If you slot that season in, for yeah, Josh Allen, he would have been the quarterback too, but it would have been very quarterback too. Like yeah. Other guys. And he would have been behind himself in 2020 because <laughs> Josh <laughs> yeah, Allen finished with four Oh five in 2020. Dang two straight quarterback one overall seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, guys, this is excluding week 18 because I didn't, it is. Yeah. But yeah, 18. Josh Allen far and away, the quarterback one. He's great. And I, I mean, he's going to sit up there for years to come, like back-to-back quarterback one seasons. He's got that rushing upside. He runs it in for touchdowns. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's got Stephon Diggs. This is just locked and loaded. I don't personally like to take quarterbacks early. I always like to go after the late round quarterback strategy, especially yeah, like, same. and this proves like even in a weaker year for the late round quarterback, there were still options there. So I always will try that. But I mean, if you're looking for the quarterback one next year, it's probably just Josh Allen again, in my opinion, he's been so consistent. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Allen, he's going to be quarterback one for me coming in the season. And I know that's probably unlikely that he finishes quarterback one overall again, but he's just so ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, in my genuine opinion, I think Josh Allen is quarterback one for dynasty, quarterback yeah. one redraft. And he, in, in terms of NFL talent, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Wow. There's not one quarterback I'd rather have on my NFL team than Josh Allen right now. Okay. I know Mahomes there. I know Herbert's there. I know Rogers there and Brady, if he was still playing, he could possibly be there. I want Allen over every NFL quarterback right now. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that. For, yeah. I mean, honestly, like starting a franchise type of guy. Yeah. It's probably Josh Allen or it's probably like, it would either be Allen Mahomes. I, I, I'm not putting Herbert in that conversation yet, even though Herbert's ridiculous as well, but like, yeah. Uh, it, it would be a tougher conversation for just like one year because I would really yeah. want Aaron Rodgers too. But yeah, it is. Josh yeah. Allen is a beast, and yeah, he should be drafted high again. But yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting shakeup because it's going to be interesting to see how high Justin Herbert goes. And I don't yeah. know if I love, like, I mean, Justin Herbert, he was the quarterback too, 22.96 fantasy points per game. I don't know if I love the idea of like taking a shot on Herbert as a top two quarterback because you have other guys like Mahomes, like Roger. I don't think Herbert gets drafted here though. I think Herbert gets drafted in like the five, six range like he was last year. And I think that actually could be a value. If that's, if that's the case, that's definitely a more reasonable price, but yeah, Yeah. it's an interesting case. Like obviously he has Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen's getting up there in age. Uh, Austin Eckler had a ridiculous season. 
Um, he caught Eckler had caught a ton of touchdowns as well. Yeah, Twenty but, touchdowns. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, Twenty that's, touchdowns. Like I feel like that's have to drop. under. That feel like that just went way under the rug. Like he just scored 20 touchdowns. Yeah, he was insane. And when we do that, we have the RB recap show next week. I mean, Austin Eckler was the RB2, and that was just like, yeah, he went crazy. Maybe it's ridiculous. Yeah, but I think Herbert, he's going to be a top locked and loaded top five guy with top three conversation because he's done it. He's got it on the pedigree. He can run the ball a little bit too. And yeah, he's a playmaker and he's got a lot of fire and a lot of guts and he makes uh, tough throws. So, yeah, I think he should be drafted high again. Once again, it'll be interesting to see if Mike Williams really affects his production at all. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like Mike Williams could leave this offseason. I think there's a good chance that I think there's a good chance he gets re-signed, but there is definitely a non-zero percent chance that he uh, that he walks and goes to a different team. It'd be interesting to see how that affects his fantasy production because Mike Williams has been the locked in was the locked in number two receiver this year, and behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're you know, they, they have some speed. They have some guys that can make big plays, but I don't think there's anyone you can trust on a consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, I like Josh Palmer, but I don't think he's going to like there's Josh Palmer. Like, I love Josh Palmer as well, but he's not, not a, a guy high chance that he breaks out next year. Like comparatively, just like when you look at past yeah. like, predictors and stuff. So Justin Herbert might make him good, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to mean Josh Palmer himself breaks out. So yeah, probably a slight decline in efficiency. I don't think Herbert puts up exactly as much as he did this year, but he's yeah, going to be similar. He will be a locked in every week quarterback uh, start, excuse me, next year. Yeah, he's going to be one of those top six guys that if you want to go early quarterback, you can, and he's locked in your lineup every week and you're happy with him. Yeah. All right. So the quarterback three, Tom Brady has now retired, but what a season he had, of course. And um, throwing for I still think there's a chance he plays. This year? I still think there's a chance he plays this year. And even I think there's a chance he sits out this year and comes back. I don't think he plays this year, but maybe after this year, he could potentially come back. I think he still might have the itch to play football again. I really do. I I think we could see number 12 on a field again. Yeah, I think I do too. But I don't think it's going to be this year because that would kind of be pretty embarrassing for his family to just like, because then it's no different than if he had just never retired because he's just there with them for most of the offseason. And he's like, all right, sorry, I'm going back to play football. Like, this is not what they had agreed to. So maybe he's going to come yeah. back in the future, but not this year, in my opinion. So I don't yeah. think we, yeah, I see mean, it. if he did, though, still a top shelf fantasy quarterback, probably because he's just so good. So my point really there was don't drop him in Dynasty. I've seen him drop in a lot of Dynasty leagues. Oh, yeah. Don't drop him, especially in a super flex. I've oh, seen yeah. him drop in super flex leagues. I've been scooping him up. Do not drop this guy. <laughs> yeah, just get Tom Brady all on your all on all of your dynasty rosters, and then you can. Yeah, have like I, I, I think I got him uh, on two of my dynasty teams. I had him in near. I had him in zero. I have him on two now because I've picked him up off waivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually need to like go check on that in my leagues and see what's going on. Yeah, That's you should go check. He's been dropped. Yeah, but I mean, not nothing really for redraft next year. You don't need to draft him. The quarterback four on the year. It's Patrick Mahomes, consistent as ever. I'm going Allen over Mahomes next year. That's my early take, but I mean, like, okay. I'm still, I'm pretty sure I feel like I'm going to stick with that for sure. But yeah, I'm just, about that? I'm a bit scared of Travis Kelsey and not just that. I just think the fall off could be coming soon. And that really scares me for Patrick Mahomes. And you look Mahomes, I mean, even without Kelsey, I think he'll be fine. He's still going to be a quarterback one, but I, I'm not trusting Mahomes as a top five quarterback next season. And he's probably going to be drafted as a top three, maybe number one overall. I just don't think that's I just don't think that's the right price for me. I just don't think I can do it. And I feel like in Dynasty right now is a pretty opportune time to sell because Tyreek Hill, you know, I think he's gonna be turning 28 before 2022 season. Travis Kelsey, you're gonna be 32. 
those guys are starting to get up there. I know 28 sounds a bit young for a receiver, but Tyreek Hill with that athletic ability is not going to go through his 30s, right? Like he's not going to be a guy. He's not going to be like a Keenan Allen that goes through his 30s, okay? We're, we're not going to see that from him. I think Tyreek Hill is going to fall off pretty soon in the next couple of years. That speed is going to start to decline. It's not going to be great. So Mahomes is going to start to lose all his weapons. And look at who the Chiefs have drafted in the past few years at the top of the draft. Like they've drafted Miko Harmon, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> like these guys have all been absolute, like not absolute failures. They have speed, but that's kind of it. They just haven't been a guy. They just haven't been players that you can depend on. And when though, you know, when Hill or Kelsey are gone, that the, the Chiefs have just not been able to bring anybody else in. And I'm, I'm pretty scared for Mahomes for dynasty value. I think he's still going to be fine. Like he's still going to end up being quarterback one for his entire career. But I feel like now would be a good time to sell. I feel like he's a bit overrated as number one overall in dynasty. I actually have him at number three. That's I actually have him. At, I'd have him at three mm-hmm. behind Herbert and Allen. I think in dynasty, I might agree with you. I don't know if I would have him at three. I think I'd probably put Mahomes at number two in dynasty, but yeah, it's fair. So, like, because the longevity that he's predicted to and, have and that he will have, I think is going to inflate his value there for sure. And honestly, dynasty. he's close to Herbert. I mean, no, sorry, he's close to Burrow. Burrow's at four for me, and it is so freaking close. He, I could easily swap Burrow and I mean uh, Burrow and Mahomes, hundred percent. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Bur- yeah, Burrow could yeah. be three. I mean, I Mahomes care. might be a bit of a fade in Dynasty for me, but I mean, yeah. I don't even know if you can say fade because he's just going to be so. Yeah, because he's going to be he's going to be great. I'm not yeah. saying at all he's going to be bad, but he's overrated. But let's just let's move on to number five. Yeah, I just one last thing I wanted to say was that in redraft, I feel like he may, he may not be rated as high as in Dynasty just because he's coming off of like a solid season, but the past couple of years, Mahomes hasn't done like crazy stuff for your fantasy team. So if he's going at that quarterback three spot, which I, or four spot, which I think is possible, that's a spot where I'm fine taking him in redraft. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. So yeah, quarterback five, here we go. Just the guy you mentioned, Joe Burrow had an awesome season. Oh, shysty. Yeah. No, I don't think that regular season, like 525 yard crazy game playoff pace is going to continue, but yeah. Like he's still going to be great. Solid quarterback one every week starter. It's just hard for me to look that early in the draft for someone who's not going to give you like game changing play, which Joe Burrow isn't with his rushing upside or with his like relatively limited rushing upside. So he's not a guy I'm looking yeah. to particularly. Neither are any of these guys really in early rounds, but I like him for next year as a solid quarterback one. Yeah. Burrow is going to absolutely be a locked in top eight guy. And he just like, you know, he doesn't have the rushing where, you know, and you might that you might think that caps his upside, but we saw him against the Ravens twice, put up like 400 yard games, four touchdown games. Like we've seen him put up quarterback one overall games multiple times this season without the rushing. He can still absolutely produce elite, like top of the league numbers on a week to week basis. So Burrow is someone that can be a game changer. And I, I think he's going to be drafting the quarterback six to seven range. And honestly, you know, if I'm not, if I don't really want to wait on quarterback, if I want to go a little earlier in my draft, Burrow will be someone I look for. Cause I mean, like you just know what you're getting. It's Chase Higgins, Boyd, Burrow, Mixon. Like it's just an elite offense. I'm just so excited for this trio of Higgins, Chase, and Boy and uh and Burrow. Like I feel like Boyd might be able to might move on at some point. I feel like Mixon, obviously, Murray Max don't last very long, but I feel like Higgins, Chase, and uh Burrow are going to be a trio to watch out for, for like the next eight to 10 years. Like they're yeah. going to be an elite trio. They will be. That is a great wide receiver trio. One of the best in yeah. the NFL. Um, yeah. They're, they're receiving core, their offense right now. 
if they had at least a decent offensive line, I think their offense could be considered the best one in the NFL. Yeah, but they their got so much cap space. They can oh, just go, go pay a few oh, guys. Oh, gosh, they have so much cap space. They have so much cap space. They'd better be investing in that defense and then offensive line. Yeah, they're going to be great next year. Yep. Um, but yeah, Burrow is a guy who can be that, that mid-tier solid quarterback one range for sure. Uh, yeah. Next up is Matthew Stafford. Stafford is an interesting case because I don't think any of us expect Cooper Cup to repeat his crazy, like no. basically 2,000-yard season again and so many touchdowns. Stafford threw for 41 touchdowns, also had 17 picks. It's fair to wonder. Like, I don't that think Stafford, is, Stafford isn't in months. the prime of his career anymore. He's like, what, 34 years old now? Yeah, so he is. I think there's some regression coming. But with Robert Woods coming back, there's a chance he still puts up solid numbers. So once again, just kind of a limited upside quarterback one type of guy, but he's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. You just the the rushing isn't there, and with the inter and hopefully he really cleans up those interceptions, man. Like seventeen of this. I mean, he let I, I said it while you were talking. I don't know if people heard me, but yes, he had seventeen that tied the league for most with Trevor Lawrence. Like he was just awful at turning over the ball, especially later in the season, later in the regular season. Like he just could not stop turning the ball over. And it didn't kill you for fantasy because, you know, most interception, unless you're playing in the Scott Fishbowl, which <laughs> that would kill you. But uh, mm-hmm. but Matthew Stafford was just a great fantasy quarterback. And, yeah, he because he just had such a high touchdown rate this year. Like, he's just going to be one of those guys that finishes in like the 8 to 10 range at quarterback next year. And he's going to be like that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and funny story, there was one afternoon early in the SFB season when I had Joe Burrow and Zach Wilson just throwing up pick after pick. And – Chris tag I tweeted about it and I was like at negative 20 points is so depressing and then Chris tags got fish and then that got all over Twitter for the afternoon which was so fun to see my um, team getting just <laughs> mocked and it turned out I finished seven and six and I was actually okay but I wish I yeah, really wish I, I had survived too. till the for, further in the playoffs because those Joe Burrow massive games could really have actually like genuinely boosted my fantasy team a ton and that yeah, team, I, it, I had a like decent team overall, but that one week I just had like Burrow and we had thrown like back to back to back picks. I don't know if you remember that, like way back in week two. And then I Zach think Wilson I remember was that being, game. Yeah, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Zach Wilson was just being trashed and none of my other guys were doing anything. So yeah, at like Wilson. three in the afternoon, I still had negative points <laughs> because interceptions were worth so many negatives. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was like four points negative. I remember like uh it was, I can't remember what week number it was or what, when exactly it was in the season. But remember Taysom Hill, he threw four interceptions. I think it was against the Cowboys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, against the Cowboys. And all like he was my stream of the week, and I had him in all my leagues. I was like, oh, let's go. And I checked, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Scott Fishbowl, and I started him because I had him on the team. I started him in Scott Fishbowl. I looked at that league. He had, like, two points, and I was like, oh. mm-hmm. man, the, the one league where I really, really wanted it, and it, it didn't happen. Two but, yeah. points was a blessing for his, if you had Zach Wilson, who, like, for like he genuinely was averaging negative points for like most of the season. Yeah, he was. I could not start him. It was bad. Mm -hmm. I could not start him. And I just had no depth because Ryan Fitzpatrick went out in week one. So yeah, I had Ryan Fitzpatrick and I had Kyler Murray on my roster in the Scott Mm -hmm. Fishbowl. So at one point I was starting Taysom Hill and no other quarterbacks. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of times when I was starting one QB and sometimes Joe Burrow that, that like, I genuinely am so like, I wish I had gone farther because I had the Burrow Jamar chase stack and that could have, yeah, that could have blown up like really far, but I lost, I didn't, I missed out on the playoffs. It turned out I missed out on the second chance wildcard by four points. Like, and I had like 1,900 points, but like missed by four. It was not, so it was very close, but that was an aside. So I guess we can move on. Uh, Yeah. You want to move on to quarterback seven? Yeah, let's go. 
Okay, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he missed a game, so he actually ended up like have, averaging more points than Stafford and Burrow. Back-to-back MVPs, He's you can expect him to put up similar numbers. He's going to be a solid quarterback one, yes. not a ton of rushing upside, but he can do it with anybody, and he can just make incredible passes. Yeah, like, I mean, I just want to play this out real quick. Like, I mean, if he stays in Green Bay with Devontae Adams, I think he puts up similar numbers. What if he goes to Denver without Devontae Adams, goes to Denver, where are you ranking him? Because I, I think he stays in the same range. Yeah, he's like quarterback six to eight range right yeah. there. I agree. All right. So let's move on to eight then. Okay. Yeah, eight is Jalen Hurts. He had 21.41 oh, points per game. He was just just barely less than Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah, got honestly, that rushing upside, but he's, he's going to be interesting his, for next year. Yeah, before his injury, he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He sucked on the NFL field. Like watching is it like I'm an Eagles fan, <laughs> if you guys don't know. I watch every Eagles game. He sucked. He sucked bad. Oh, my goodness. It was horrific to watch him play. But then you look at your phone, you know, after the game, you're like, oh, he's got me like 22 fantasy points. Great. Like, it, it was just so weird with him. Like, he just, like, because you look at your phone, like, in the early third or late third quarter, and he'd have, like, five points. You'd be like, oh, no. And then he'd rush for, like, two late touchdowns and score you some fantasy points. But anyway, besides the point, Jalen Hurts, I, I just – I think he's going to be a mediocre passer, a great rusher. And I honestly think he could do better than what he did this year. I really think he could be better. I feel like he showed some flashes. There were a couple points in the season where I was actually genuinely impressed with Jalen Hurts. And I'm a pretty pessimistic Eagles fan. So that's a lot for that's a lot for me to say. I was actually genuinely impressed with Jalen Hurts at times. Devonta Smith, I think he's already one of the best route runners in the NFL. I think he's an unbelievably talented wide receiver. And I love Dallas Goddard. I think he's great. I think the Eagles are going to shore up some wide receiver depth this offseason, maybe add a couple names in free agency, maybe look to the draft as well with their uh, one of their first-round picks. And I think that's going to just really just help out Jalen Hurts. And I think he could actually finish in the top three, potentially the top two quarterbacks next year for fantasy football. So Jalen Hurts, and you know because of how gross he played this year, I think he's going to be undervalued. I think he's going to be drafted like at quarterback eight quarterback seven and i think that's going to be a value i'm going yeah, to be looking for jalen hurts and drafts i might i think a little bit lower than that might and be where i start considering it a value but i do think we're getting into that spot now where it's like late round quarterback if he drops in a draft to quarterback nine or ten i might he might not be a guy i'm getting everywhere but if he's down oh, there mm-hmm. i will grab him because i nine agree with you that the eagles are going to add more wide receivers and with Devonte smith i'm going to be on that Devonte smith breakout train next year yeah and really i want to be i really want to be but it's hard it's, I am it's there. difficult for me because of hurts i am firmly so there difficult. i think he'll take the step I up him. i love him though i will definitely get him in some leagues as an eagles fan as a little bit of bias but it's just i i know i'm i don't know i'm not feeling 100 like you are i feel a little bit scared of it mm-hmm that's fair. I, I think I just feel like, like, I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with his talent. I want him. I think I want him to take a step up. I think he will. And I mean, he had a pretty solid year for year one uh, for sure. Like over 900 yards on 64 yeah. catches. That's a pretty good rookie year. And usually when a guy puts up those numbers, you see him jump up later in his career. And I think yeah, yeah. he's going to get that. So yeah, I think that'll help Jalen hurts and that'll boost him up a little bit. And the Eagles are going to need to stop running the ball on 70% of plays. They're going to still be a run heavy offense, but when they went into the playoffs, they that got them to the playoffs, but that also got them blown out by the Bucs because they couldn't do anything else other than run. So yeah, they, Devontae Smith is going to need to be more involved, and I think he takes an up, uptick in year two. He's one of my main breakout picks for next year. Yeah, because the thing is, like, he was just great. And, like, 
there were four plays this season where he got a touchdown taken away from him. Like there were like, I think it was like three holding calls and there was like a, there's something else, but there were, there were so many, there were four penalties that were off the play that cost him a touchdown. Like he could have nine touchdowns this season. And what was also really disappointing was only 64 or 61 receptions, 64. Like he was in the 60 range of receptions yeah, and he had 900 yards. Like that's pretty, like, honestly, like he was just really good with his catches. And I, I think that if he gets a little bit more volume, like gets into like the 80 catch range, maybe get some of those touchdowns back. He could absolutely finish it in the top 15, but I feel like like wide receiver 14 is like his ceiling. Like, I just don't see, I just don't think you see a top 10 breakout from him based yeah, on the volume. The, the Eagles love their tight ends. They like spreading the ball and they they're, I don't, I just don't expect them to be a high volume offense in the passing game. So I feel like top 15 is really like his ceiling. Yeah, that's fair. Which but is he's going to be scared. I think he's going to be drafted really low and low enough to where you can easily take advantage. Like I'm looking for him on fantasy pros right now. Actually, he's sitting Probably at the wide like, receiver 28. So maybe not that low, but I think he'll still yeah. end up being a value anyway. That's basically he, where he finished this year. Finished like wide receiver 31 in PPR. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so like if he takes a jump up. Yeah, he takes at least a little jump up. He's going to be, he's going to explode at that ADP. Mm-hmm. So let's move yeah. on. Let's move on here. Number nine. This one's okay. so interesting. This next yeah, guy. It's Dak Prescott. Prescott Damn. played 15 games, averaged 19.92 per game. Disappointing year for the Cowboys. Very disappointing. But, and it's hard to value Dak Prescott, but maybe he slips under the radar a little bit. I feel like next year he'll have a chance to uh, – we've seen him put up electric numbers in fantasy like better than this, yeah. and I feel like he'll have a bounce back season. So I, maybe he slips under the radar. He dealt with – I mean, he's dealt with some like supporting cast issues, injuries and stuff. But, uh, yeah, when he gets all his guys back, I think he may be ready and primed to – like. He might even like it's crazy to say, but Dak Prescott might end up being a late round gem this year at, at the quarterback position. So I might be mm-hmm. looking for him. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like we like the like Cowboys offense we were dreaming of this season was the just just it was an awful defense and it was a high volume passing offense because that's what we saw last year, right? We saw that those first like five six games for Dak were unbelievable. He was on a six thousand yard pace, nearly six thousand yards. Unbelievable pace from Dak Prescott, unbelievable season start. And then he unfortunately broke his ankle. And then we come into next season. We don't think this defense is going to improve, but it did. This defense took a huge step forward. And I actually really like Dak Prescott along with you. I really, I think he's going to have a bigger season. Look, the defense just scored so many touchdowns. This defense, like they, they were the top scoring offense. They were top scoring team in the league. But a lot of that was from their defense. Their defense scored so many touchdowns off of pick sixes, fumble recoveries that ended up being touchdowns because of Trevon Diggs, really mainly because of Trevon Diggs returning touchdowns. But I really, really like Dak Prescott. If he's drafted in the quarterback seven to eight range, I, I feel like that's a steal. I feel like I'm going to be looking for that all day. Yeah, and it might even be lower than that, depending because there's so many guys up there. Like, and we haven't even talked about Kyler and Lamar, who are ranked lower because of injuries and stuff. And Russell Wilson, like those guys, can all be up in contention, letting Dak Prescott drop even further. Um, So let's jump in. I guess we'll do 10 through 15, because then I think I think 16 through 20, maybe we can mention briefly. But there's not a ton to talk about other than maybe Russ. Yeah. Uh, But let's do number 10. It's Kyler Murray. He when he lost DeAndre Hopkins, he was not the same player, and he definitely has dealt with injuries this year as well. But he is still electric. He's still got that rushing upside. And I think he's still a borderline top five quarterback, at least for next year. Again, I haven't done like my official quarterback rankings yeah. yet. But and if you look around there, 
You look at his points per game because he missed a bunch of games. You look at his points per game. If you like go to fantasy pros website and go to like average makes it points per game. He's quarterback four mm-hmm. in points per game. Like when he was on the field, he was great. When DeAndre Hopkins was on the field, even better. When he was on the field, he was an elite player. He's just got to stay healthy. And Kyler Murray, for me, I think he's going to be kind of like pushed down to like the bottom of the top quarterbacks. Like I think he's going to be like the six range, like around quarterback five, six. I think that's a nice value. Honestly, he's going to be someone that's definitely in the top three for me. Like Kyler Murray was my number one quarterback heading into this season. I absolutely yeah. loved Kyler. I got him in a lot of leagues, really let me down. But I'm I'm willing to go back at it because I really do believe that DeAndre Hopkins is a bit of a bounce back. And I do believe that Kyler Murray can stay healthy, be on the field for this team. The Cardinals want him to take a step up and be a little bit more mature, be a better leader. I think he has the capability to do that. So Kyler Murray, I'm going to be looking for him in draft, seeing where he slips. Mm-hmm. And he definitely, I mean, he would have let you down in terms of quarterback one expectations, but not necessarily yes. overall, because for most of the season, he was out there and he was pretty good. It was just the end kind of where it went a little bit downhill. Yeah, the end, he just kind of spiraled out at the end with his injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quarterback 11, this is Kirk Cousins. And I don't know if there's a ton to say here because Kirk Cousins has always been the same guy. Not much rushing upside. He's got a lot of passing upside. He'll throw for a solid top 10 amount of yards. He's got weapons, but he will just be a week-to-week streamer. And you can play him in good matchups. When he plays Detroit twice a year, you play him twice a year. It's as simple as that. And when he goes out, maybe plays some other bad defense, you play him then too. He's just a streamer. No need to place a priority on that kind of guy because he's more of a replacement level. But he does put up mostly good games. So he's definitely in that top tier of streamers slash backup QBs. He is, but here's the thing, though, because, like, a lot of people are heading into this season. Like, you know, heading into the season, a lot of people were saying, like, he, he's he got to be drafted. He's being so undervalued at quarterback. Like, he was being drafted, like, quarterback 14. And people were saying, that's such a like, – he's being so undervalued. Got to draft him higher than that. I just don't get it. Because when I look for quarterbacks late, you have to look for upside. You have to look for guys that are going to win you leagues. That's what you do in the late rounds of your draft. You don't draft guys – they're going to, you know, be very safe. That's what you do in the early rounds of your draft. For me personally, when I'm in like the first few rounds of my draft, I usually, I tend to look for safety. Okay. The late rounds are where I take shots and Kirk cousins is just not that upside shot. He's not a guy that's going to finish as a top five quarterback. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have that upside. He just doesn't with Dalvin cook in that offense, they're running the ball and he's not a guy that gives you rushing potential. He's just not a guy that's going to finish in the top five. So I'm just not going to be looking for him in drafts. And I never really have. Yeah. It's just not there. That potential is just not there. Yeah. And I'll just ride. Like I will always ride the streamers on the waiver wire. Like I rode this year. I rode Carson Wentz for a lot of it. He was productive. I rode Ryan Tannehill, Trey Lance. You can get those guys for free. You don't need to place a premium on Kirk cousins who maybe was a little bit better than those guys, but he doesn't have the upside. And that's why it's going to definitely hurt me in rankings. Like when I compare rankings with Chris and stuff, like I'll probably put Kirk cousins lower than I think he'll actually finish just because of that. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> but like yeah. that is the problem with the rankings, but that's where I actually like where I have, will have him ranked. It's where I believe like he should be drafted, not necessarily exactly where he's going to finish because he yeah. just doesn't have that upside. Yeah. Cause like the thing is like, if he's being drafted as quarterback, like if he's on the Vikings again and he's being drafted like quarterback 15, I th- that's his dead floor. That's yeah. his dead floor. Yeah. But his upside is not top six, like not top five. Where he is now. It's quarterback 11. He's finished quarterback. I think it's two straight seasons now. He finishes quarterback 11 on the, on the spot. I'll have to check that real quick. Yep. Last year, quarterback 11. 
this year, quarterback 11. Not same points per game, but still quarterback 11. Like, his upside is just not there, and I just can't do it with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, uh, years, let's move on. two years ago, quarterback 18. Let's look at three years ago, he was the quarterback 13. Like, he doesn't yeah. have upside, exactly. His, his top, there. Five, top five, top eight upside is not there. He's a good QB, though. I think he's, he's a good, a good QB. QB. He is a good QB. I think he's underrated by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But not for not for fantasy. For fantasy, we can avoid him for the most part. Quarterback twelve is Derek Carr, Mister Big Money, Mister. He's the same million. as Kirk. Same thing as Kirk Cousins. Right? <laughs> same story. He just not that guy that has the upside. He's a guy you can stream in good matchups, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's he gets it. a boost from Darren Waller coming back, and I think he'll be mm-hmm. better. Like, cause he wasn't that great this year, but he he will be a little bit better. But yeah, just again a streamer. Same kind of thing. With, with Kirk Cousins, yeah. Yeah, with Kirk Cousins. And honestly, with Ryan Tannehill, because Ryan Tannehill has got that, those upside receivers where he oh will God, have Ryan the occasional blow-up game. And and because of that, I feel like there's reason to kind of take him. But I do think he'll be later enough in drafts where you don't have to pay that much. So maybe draft him like late. I hated Ryan Tannehill so much this year. Ryan Tannehill was the worst. I it hated was frustrating, but he had no weapons was, for a lot of it. It was so like I had him on Sony rosters because I like I was a Ryan Tannehill guy, man. Like I had him as my quarterback six coming into the season. I was all in, got him in a lot of drafts. And like, here's the thing he didn't like, there were some times where he absolutely crushed you, but most of his games, he was like, he was like quarterback 15, quarterback 16. He was having like 17 points. And it just frustrated me so much because. Every single time I'd look at his score, I was like, oh, it's okay. Maybe he had a down game. I could start him again next week. And then he does the same thing. He disappoints me every single week, but he's putting up enough to get started. And it just, because like I would, like during the season, I would be considering like Taylor Heineke or Mac Jones over him. And a lot of the times I should have started Taylor Heineke. I should have started Mac Jones and I didn't. And I ended up with like 15 points. And I was just, I'm sorry. Ryan Tannehill was just the worst this year, and I feel like I'm just not going to be able to draft him. I just hated him so much this year, man. It's it fair, really fair. killed me. Well, he really I, killed me I've year. been riding Ryan Tannehill ever since like two years ago when I picked him up off waivers. Yeah, he so have I. Me through the playoffs, and then all the way last year, I was like Ryan Tannehill screaming value. Took him everywhere. He was great again, but this yes, year he just exactly. wasn't the same. So I think he'll be fine, but again, just kind of in that streaming tier. Uh, but quarterback 14, let's stop talking about b- mediocre streaming players because here we've got Lamar Jackson, oh, who was there because he missed oh, yeah. four games. Lamar Jackson's going to be fantastic again next year. Borderline top yep. five range, in my opinion. And yep. he'll I'm be right there for him. Yeah, he'll be right there for me. I think, I think honestly, with the last two seasons, putting up disappointment after disappointing season, like last year, like you off the MVP season, people were drafting him as the quarterback one or quarterback two right next to Mahomes there. He was like, so disappointing at the quarterback 10 really disappointing and but then at the end of that season he had like the the quarterback like he was a quarterback two in like the last four or five weeks he won people championships and then we come in next season draft as a top five guy and he he just disappoints again and at quarterback 14 had a lot of injuries but with marquise brown well marquise brown i don't know if he's going to be a video gamer or a uh or a court or a wide receiver but mark andrews marquise brown rashad bateman who has a lot of upside on potential like it's just a great offense. The, the, a lot of pieces were gone this year. I think Lamar could actually be a bit of a value next year in drafts. I think he's going to be yeah. right in that f- quarterback three, four range for me. Mm-hmm. Right He'll be there. good. He's always going to be good. It's just, yeah. if he, as long as he stays healthy, he has as much rushing upside as anyone in the league, maybe more like he's honestly yeah. a tier of his own when it comes to that. He's going to be maybe. great. Yeah. And 
it, maybe people will forget about him. Who knows? But I think his name value will probably inflate it to a place where it's like more kind of an early round quarterback where I'm not necessarily going to get him, but it's possible. Yeah, that's exactly. I, I don't know. Like I, again, this year was kind of a weak late round quarterback class. I kind of liked a lot of guys. I like some of them hit like Brady. Some of them didn't like Tannehill. I feel like it's possible though. I'm going to have to look into this more because this is just my gut reaction early in the off season that this year, next year's late round quarterback class may be one of the weakest, maybe the weakest we've seen in like the last few years because yeah, the, we've the had market. a lot of great breakouts. It's just because the quarterback class rookie class is so weak too. And I feel like there have been like, like la- the last few years have been great mostly and they might still be fine, but I don't know if you're going to have that crazy, that Tom Brady, the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jackson, yeah, yeah. Jay Lawrence late round breakout this year. I agree, but it's, it's not just because of this rookie class, because I feel like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, I posted it on Twitter recently. I'm going to be all in on those two guys. Yeah, that's actually those two guys, they're rushing potentials. I'm going to be all in on those two guys. Like Trey Lance for me, like right now, I'm going to have, like, I'm doing, I'm working on some 2022 rankings and they're going to be coming out sometime soon. I'm working on some rankings. I know that Trey Lance is like quarterback six, quarterback seven for me right now. <laughs> yeah, already. I completely forgot about Trey and Lance. The, I totally agree. He's and the great. offseason hype hasn't even started yet. Like he's going to be quarterback six, quarterback seven for me. And I feel like he's going to be drafted a bit below that. I'm going to be, be all in. And, but the thing is the, the market, the, the fantasy football community has gotten much better at predicting breakouts. Like we already see Trey Lance being drafted in like in like the seventies range, like pick seventies range. Like he's already be dr- being drafted as like a top eight type of quarterback before, like before the offseason hype, before, before he, that before stuff. He plays a snap as starting QB. Yes, QB. and we saw Jalen Hurts as well. Jalen Hurts was being drafted in the quarterback seven to eight range. I mean, there there were times where he went up and down, but a lot of times we saw him drafted at seven quarterback seven to nine, right? The quarterback market, the the fantasy football community is getting so much better at predicting breakout quarterbacks so that the and that the late round quarterback strategy is going to start getting worse and worse over time. But this rookie class is definitely uh, weaker, which is that's which is not helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of it, though, is just fantasy philosophy for me. It's going to be hard. I don't know if I'll get out of that late round mode this offseason. I'm still going to. Have yeah, to it's hard. Yeah, I just it's just there, you need like running backs and receivers are the most important thing. You need those guys first. And there's just. The thing is, like, I would love to take a quarterback and get him. But in the fifth round, you're looking at guys like, I mean, in the fourth round even. Like, I think Jalen Waddle's going to be somewhere near the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And and I put Jalen Waddle on that tweet as well. Players I'm all in on. I will not leave a draft this year without Jalen Waddle. He's going to be on all of my fantasy teams next year, I swear. Even if he's in the third round, he's going to be on my fantasy teams. I just, I just can't do it when I'm looking at the wide receivers around I can't take a quarterback. There's so many good receivers. I can't do it. Yeah, it's it's so it's it, it does all depend on like what the rest of your team is going to be built like. It does to, like, to yeah. try to follow that strategy. But I've been playing fantasy like this is actually like stunningly enough. This is going to be my eighth year playing fantasy next year. I played like really? I played. Yeah, no, I was the first three years I played in. This like, is like my third or fourth year playing fantasy <laughs> football, dude. Yeah, no, I played it. My first year was when I was nine years old and I played in like a touchdown, a touchdown only league. Like that sounds like something you would do like way back or maybe was I nine or 10? I forget. I started playing fantasy when I was like 11 or 12. No, I was actually 10. So this will be my eighth year. Yeah. Cause I'm how old are you, Calvin. Well, I'm 16 now. So I'll be, oh, oh wait, no. So it was nine. Never mind. My math is terrible. So yeah, nine, 10, <laughs> 11, 12, like, 13, yeah, 14, wait, 15, 16. Yeah, that's 15. eight. Yeah, eight years. Okay. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so I started playing when I was nine. Now that we've gotten through that, 
Um, I started playing when I was nine. I played in like a touchdown mm-hmm. league for three years. But I mean, when I actually started playing like real leagues, like a few years ago, I've yeah. always done the late round quarterback strategy. Like that's never something yeah. that's ever it's changed for me. Yeah, it's, it's always been the late round quarterback strategy. But yeah, let's let's keep going here. Number 15. Mm-hmm. This one's great. Yeah, number 15. Then we can run through the rest of the guys. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I completely forgot. Like I, I had it right the first time. I was just trying you to had it. Right. Yeah. And then you just forgot it. <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. I'm after a long day of school. So I don't oh yeah. Know. <laughs> number 15, uh Carson Wentz here for the Colts. Obviously, he had a nice year. I, I feel like he didn't he wasn't that great, but he did have a number of just like 17, 18 point games to where I just was happy with him. Like me yeah, personally as a fantasy manager had a happy experience with Carson Wentz because for a while he was putting up some nice numbers for me. So yeah. again, just kind of a streamer guy, not a guy you'll think, draft except maybe yeah, very but, late. The thing is, I think he's, I, I honestly think his NFL career is close to done because like the, the Colts are going to move on from him this off season. I, I really think they are. I just don't see a world where they're keeping him. And honestly, with his big contract, I just don't know many teams are gonna that are gonna want to to have him on their roster. I could see you know some teams bringing in a veteran presence to compete with a young quarterback, but I, I just don't think that Carson Wentz is going to be like a full time starter anytime soon. I feel like there's always gonna be somebody competing for Carson Wentz's job for like the rest of his career. So Carson Wentz, I'm just not interested for fantasy anymore. I'm really not. It's it's so boring. He's a boring guy. For it sure. is, it's like, boring. It, we yeah. already kind of have seen the Michael Pittman breakout too. So there's not like that hype anymore. Yeah. Like Carson, even when Michael Pittman's good, Carson Wentz isn't going to be amazing. He's going to be fine. But yeah. yeah, that's about it. He's got a good offensive line. He'll throw the ball. He won't get sacked too much and he'll run it a little bit. That's pretty much the story with him. Yeah, it is. Okay, so quarterback 16 through 20 were Taylor Heineke, Mac Jones, Jimmy G, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Mostly boring guys that you want to avoid. Uh, I think we maybe want to touch on Russell Wilson briefly, but other than that, do you have any thoughts on like these guys? Mac, I I think Taylor Heineke gets replaced. Jimmy Garoppolo is moving on. Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan, I hated him last year. He's washed. He's done. Washed, not good. Washed up. Mac Jones is very interesting to me because, I mean, the like the rushing really caps his upside. Yeah, but I think there's still potential for a top ten finish at quarterback for him, and here's why. So the Patriots, look, they're going to be looking at wide receivers. Like all the free agent wide receivers and Calvin Ridley, the, the trade potential, are circling around the Patriots rumors right now. Pretty much every free agent wide receiver has been rumored to go to the Patriots. Like every big name guy has been rumored to go to the Patriots. Calvin Ridley's been rumored to go to the Patriots. Every single big name guy, they're going to get one of these guys, right? They might resign Jacoby Myers. They might not. Hunter Henry's still on the team. Mac Jones is going to have a solid receiving core a great defense, a great offensive line, a great run game, right? And they're going – I just feel like they're going to up the pass attempts. We saw it the exact same thing with Tom Brady. When Tom Brady in his first year was a – like they were 25th in pass attempts in Tom Brady's first season. The next season, they were a top eight team in pass attempts. And then it just sprung off from there, and Tom Brady was legendary. And don't hear what I'm not saying. Tom Brady, I mean, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady, okay? But I feel like they're going to start to, like, uptick the past temps. And if we can see a mid-quarterback two season for Mac Jones off bottom five past temps in the league, we can absolutely see a top 12 season from, like, an uptick in past temps with better receivers. Mm -hmm. I honestly think Mac Jones has some upside. If you're looking at a super flex league, getting him as your quarterback two very late, I'm very in on that. Mac Jones is somebody I'm going to be looking for in Superflex drafts. Yeah. 
I don't mind him at all. I just, I think it's going to be dependent on, I do want the Patriots to sign a guy before I'm like getting too yeah. excited. Like if they sign Calvin Ridley, I'll get hyped. I feel like the rest yeah. of the community might get hyped too, but it does hurt with his rushing upside. And I feel like without a Ridley, Matt, yeah, Matt Jones is just Kirk Cousins. Like in the rushing. Of, yes, no I rushing completely upside. agree. I completely agree. Like the, the rushing upside's not there. Mm-hmm. But I think honestly, like without rushing upside, if he still is like a top, if they put him to top 10 in pass attempts with his efficiency, with the weapons he could possibly have around him, he could absolutely finish in the top eight quarterbacks. And if you're drafting him as a quarterback too, in that range and you get a top eight performance, you're not mad at that in a super flex league as your quarterback too. Like you're just very happy with that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to be trusting him as a quarterback one, but in a super flex league, I'm willing to take that as my quarterback too. I'm actually pretty interested in Mac Jones to see what he can do. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I don't, I'm not against him at all. I just, he doesn't excite me really unless they add a new guy. Yeah. It makes sense. I I get it. I really do get it. And then Russell Wilson, I honestly, I'm not interested. I, I'm really not. Russell Wilson, I get it. Like, you know, he is, he, he's, he's still a good quarterback. He showed that he's a good quarterback when he was fully healthy, but his rushing is really declining. Mm-hmm. Sorry, his rushing, his rushing ability is really declining. We've seen that over the past few years. He's in his 30s now. And he's, I just don't, I just don't like, I just don't love it. I really don't. I, I just don't like Russell Wilson as a fantasy option next year. I really don't. I don't know why. It's just, it's just not a good feeling for me. Yeah, I think with the rushing upside declining, the age, <laughs> and the uncertainty about his team, I think I agree with you there. He's a bit of a fade. He'll probably be in that top 10 quarterback range, so I'll probably avoid him too. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's about it. Unless, Do you have any other thoughts on these guys before we wrap this up? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, it's okay. No, not really. Just this was a great discussion. A lot of interesting names at quarterback here. I mean, you know what? I want to give I want to give one shout out for a quarterback I also think has some upside. I know a lot of haters out there, but Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. Tua Tagovailoa, I think he's got a lot of upside. I think he does. I think he's got top twelve upside, and he's going to be someone that's ranked in the top twelve to fifteen for me. I, I'm loving Tua heading the next season with Mike McDaniel and and Jalen Waddle. I'm loving this right now. All right. Yeah. In that case, I'll give a shout out to one of my guys. Let's go with Daniel Jones. Free. He's ah, on the waiver wire. Is. You go sign him oh, in a super flex. I knew whatever. it was coming at some point. I knew in the last go- round of your draft, that's where do you go? Daniel Jones. I knew it was someone that coming at some point. With Brian oh. Dable. He's going to be awesome next year. Oh. I mean, or maybe not going to be, but he has upside. He's got, he can run the ball. Don't forget that Daniel Jones can throw and run. He's going to hey, be man. And dude, I mean, I'm not, I'm not terribly mad at it. I'm going to be looking for Kenny Galladay and, Kadarius Tony. Oh my Late Kenny Galladay at wide receiver 58, where he currently is. I love that. So I'm gonna much. be looking. I'm gonna be looking for him. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I'll probably be looking for the cheaper one, whichever one's cheaper, which I think is gonna be Kadarius Tony. Personally, I think it's gonna be Tony that's cheaper. But both, I'm gonna be interested. I am. I think both are talented receivers. Kadarius Tony is, you know, stupid. Honestly, he's like, dude, he was having the game of his career and he tried to punch somebody got himself kicked out of the game like he's he's ridiculous man but i think both of them have a lot of upside actually mm-hmm. you'll be so. stunned though that Kadarius tony is the wide receiver 46 and kenny galladay is at 58 which i am also what? stunned by it's crazy that's yeah i've seen some Kadarius tony hype on twitter a little bit i've seen some i've seen some hype so and actually make that 59 for kenny galladay you, wow. is this is this enticing man, you i want you to be on that kenny galladay train next year i would expect them to be right next to each other like Right there, boom, Maybe. boom. That's two late round rejected receivers, but that's interesting. 
Yeah, that let's is... take a, taking a look at Kenny Galladay and then the contracts too of the guys around him is just oh like, my god. Kenny, Kenny Galladay is getting like eighteen million a year. Yeah, I know it's crazy. They're gonna have to use him. How can he possibly finish yeah. his wide receiver fifty nine? I'm gonna be all in on Kenny Galladay next year. Again, yeah, I feel like next year if they stick with Daniel Jones, they're gonna be like, you know what? Let's keep it simple. Use our best receiver, Kenny Galladay. Give it to our running back, Saquon Barkley, and just like keep it simple for Daniel Jones. Let him. Let just keep it simple for him. Let him adjust. Let him develop a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's Kenny, gonna really good benefit Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony too, because Kadarius Tony is a guy that could take any screen pass to the house, any uh jet screen jet sweep to the house. Like they're gonna do some of that a lot. I, I like both those guys. And yeah, sorry, we talked about that for too long. I feel like <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no, we kind of jumped into some wide receivers, but that relates because that means Daniel Jones at quarterback twenty seven is a great value as well. So we'll end it off with that. In the moment, we're going to have the uh, Dynasty mock draft that I do. Uh, I haven't recorded that yet, but Hutch, thank you so much for joining the show. This was a fun conversation for sure. A lot of interesting guys yeah, to talk about. Awesome. Uh, do you want to shout yourself out one more time before we go? Uh, yeah, sure. You guys can follow me on Twitter at TYFMNFL. You can go find the articles I write for DLF, Dynasty League Football. If you have a subscription to DLF, go check out the Rookie Reaction Series I've been working on. And the Young Fantasy Mind Football Podcast. You know, I had Calvin and Chris over here. I had them on earlier, early, a couple, I feel like a few weeks ago, we did a Dynasty Mock Draft together. Mm-hmm. And right now we're going through every single team and reacting to them for fantasy football, their fantasy football seasons. And this coming episode, we're going to have on Laquan Jones and we're doing Let's AFC go. North and South. So nice. it's going to be very interesting. Love to see it. Yeah, guys, go check that out. Um, and that sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah, it drops on Tuesday. Sorry. Nice. Every All right. episode drops Tuesday. Cool. All right, so we're going to wrap this show up. Thank you. Or I guess not wrap the show, wrap this segment up. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Go check out The Young Fantasy Mind. And so I guess you're just going to, I'm going to do this, like record this sometime this weekend, but you're going to hear it in just a few seconds. So let's jump in, guys. Uh, I'm going to do a Dynasty Mock Draft, but thank you again, Hutch, for hopping on. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so here we go. Let's get into this Dynasty Mock Draft. All right, everybody. Well, it's been like two days for me, but just a few seconds for you all. And I'm back now for a Dynasty Mock Draft. This is turning out to be a marathon show. We're already over an hour into it. Haven't even started the Mock Draft, but it was a lot of fun talking quarterbacks with Hutchinson. Um, I guess when we recorded on Friday, it's now Sunday when I'm recording this, and the show is dropping tomorrow or for you today, as you're probably listening on Monday. But yeah, you know how it is. So we're going to have a dynasty mock draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I put it on three minutes per pick so that I have plenty of time to do it. I'm going to do a random slot for myself, 12 teams, 14 rounds. I'm not drafting against anyone. I'm just drafting against the AI, but sleepers AI makes it so that you get a new draft every time. So it's just, it actually does simulate. It's not just the same draft based on auto pick every time. So it should be fun. And so I've got one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex roster spots in the starting spots, no defenses or kickers. Then we're going to go through five bench slots. So 14 rounds, um, dynasty, half PPR, one quarterback. Once again, I think in the other dynasty mock draft, I do this off season because I've got one more scheduled on the podcast. I'll do super flex to switch it up. And yeah, once again, three minute pick time. And we're not including rookies in this one because we don't really know where they're landing yet. It's just veterans only. So Let's do a random number generator to find out my pick. I'm going to put in between one and 12 and we're going to generate. And I don't know where I'm picking yet. So let's take a look. We're going to click. And I got the number one overall pick. 
So I'm going to be up number one. I promise I didn't rig it, guys. So here we go. I don't know if that's an advantage or a disadvantage. We're going to see. It's going to be a long time before I pick next. We're going to start the draft. And so Sleeper's asking me, are you sure? Here we go. Oh, that's cool. It's putting sound effects. I think you heard that on the thing. So that's kind of funny. I didn't even know that was going to happen. But uh, there's your sound effect for the draft. We're getting started. That actually adds something to it. I really like that. I like how I accidentally left it on. Okay. So anyway, I'm at the number one overall pick. I think this is pretty simple. This dude was easily the top running back this year. I could go wide receiver for some stability, but there's just, just Jonathan Taylor is just on another level. I'm going to go take him. And there come the picks off the board. Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, wow. Patrick Muffle. What the heck? Tyree Kill, Austin Eckler, C. Lamb, Charles Barkley, or Saquon Barkley, not Charles Barkley. Here, Henry, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Javante Williams, wow. Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs. I'm getting sick of these sound effects already. Maybe I'll turn them off. I did not know that was going to happen. That's kind of funny. But we're back up, guys. And uh, that was that kind of is freaking me out. I didn't know those were on. So we've got some options here. Antonio Gibson is sitting here. If I want another running back, I could also get Kyle Pitts. Could also lock up my dynasty quarterback. But I think I'm going to go a different direction. Um, I think first I'm going to start off. I'm going to lock up my tight end. Give me Kyle Pitts. And then we're going to get a, a wide receiver and he was dominant. He's still young. Let's not forget about Debo Samuel. So Jonathan Taylor, Kyle Pitts, Debo Samuel is how I'm starting this draft. It's not loading right now for me as I'm trying to pick Debo, but it's freezing up. Oh, please come on. Please work. I picked Debo Samuel though. So Jonathan Taylor, Kyle Pitts, Debo Samuel, how we're starting off this draft. So, unless, maybe I need to reload the page. Let's see. I don't know why it wasn't working. Okay, yeah, I reloaded the page. I'm back. Now I got Debo soon. J.K. Dobbins, Gibson, Akers, uh, Kyler Murray, Herbert, Aaron Jones, George Kittle, Jalen Waddell, David Montgomery, Travis Kelsey, Hopkins, T. Higgins, McLaurin, ETN, Ridley, Godwin, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Joe Burrow, Miles Sanders, Lamar Jackson, and I'm back up. So here we go. End of round four. Um, there's a lot of guys available here. I really like some of these. I mean, DJ Moore still sitting there. Josh Jacobs, Deontay Johnson. I honestly like Deontay Johnson here. He's put up a lot of production over the last few years. So let me grab him. And he had like a wide receiver one season this year. Let's not forget. I think he's still underrated. I could go with Darren Waller here and get another tight end, but since it's not tight end premium, I don't think that's there's a point in that. I'm going to go with one of the guys who I think is going to break out this year and be a stud for years to come. I think Devontae Smith's going to pay off on this pick. Wow. Oh, please. They're stunned by my pick. It was like five spots down the draft board. Uh, next guy's up. Michael Thomas, Mark Cooper, DJ Moore, Deck Prescott, Elijah Mitchell, Josh Jacobs, TJ Hawkinson, Clyde Edwards, Zillair, Mike Evans, Darren Waller, James Robinson, Michael Carter, Brent, Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayuk, Damian Harris, AJ Dillon, Leonard Fournette, Dallas Goddard, Michael Pittman, Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown, and Elijah Moore, who I probably could have gotten right here. That's frustrating. But I'm back up. Three wide receivers and two flexes gives me a lot of flexibility here. So I'm going to continue pounding wide receiver because I like the stability of wide receiver in dynasty in redraft. I will always go early RB, but I'm anchored by Jonathan Taylor. I'm fine there. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown who carved out a huge role in the wow. offense. Gosh, I cannot stand it. Um, okay. Back up. Could go with another rookie could go with a high upside pick here. Um, honestly, I'm looking down the board. 
And I feel like this wide receiver class this year is pretty good. And I also feel like there's going to be a few more wide receivers I can grab later. So for now, I'm going to take a quarterback and I'm going to go with upside. I think this guy could be a stud for years to come in dynasty. I think Trey Lance could ascend maybe to that top five status by next offseason. So I'll go take him at the 701. We got James Conner, Darnell Mooney, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Bateman, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Allen Robinson, Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Lockett. Then in the next round, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, Dalton Schultz, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Renfro, Noah Fant, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Cooks, Melvin Gordon, Devin Singletary, Pat Fryermuth, and I'm back up. So Pat Fryermuth, pretty good pick there, but I already have a tight end, so I'm fine there. Um, There are some options looking at me on the board. I kind of need running backs, and what I'm realizing is that this running back well is really, really dried up. Uh, I feel like I'm trying to go for a younger team here. I do have a really, really young team. So I might want to wait on running back even more. And let me just look down the board though, to see if there's a guy I can potentially target stream at that spot for the second RB. There really is not. Honestly, I might just need a short-term fix there. The only guy I see there who can satisfy that is Chris Carson. I still feel like Chris Carson's got some juice left. He just got a contract. So he's got another year. He's a short-term fix here at running back. I'm going to have to shore up this RB2 position, but I'll take Chris Carson. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Relax. It's called team building. Okay, my team is, like, better than any of these. I don't know why they're complaining. Okay, next up, I've got some places I could go. Let's check my roster. So far, my starting lineup is Trey Lance, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Carson, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, and Amon Ross St. Brown. That is pretty stacked. I still need another flex. Um... There are some options I could take here for sure. Uh, there's a guy that I don't know if he'll get back to me. So I might just have to go grab. Ooh, there are a couple guys that I want here at Flex. Going to go take Kenny Galladay. I'm confident that with his wow. big contract and Brian Dable, he's going to bounce back. Give me Kenny Galladay. Um, Odell Beckham, Mike Gesicki, Rashad Penny, Aaron Rodgers, DJ Chark, Kadarius Tony, Robert Woods, Michael Gallup. Oh, no, they're all going. Miles Gaskin, Alexander Madison, Sean Watson, Hunter Henry, LaVisca Chenault, Phyllis and Knox, Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, Ronald Jones, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith Jr., Tyler Boyd, Trey Sermon. And I back up. Plenty of places to look here. I think there's a guy I really want. I think Rondell Moore in this electric Cardinals offense could really see an ascension. If A.J. Green goes, which he will pretty soon, Rondell Moore could eventually become the wide receiver too. Give me him. Wow. They say that after all of my picks, but these are like the picks with ADP. Rondell Moore was like the third highest guy on there. Um, so now I got Rondell Moore at wide receiver. I need some more depth. Four bench spots left. I'm probably going to take another QB. I, I need more running backs though. So I'm looking down the board and I'm really not liking what I'm seeing. But I think another short-term solution who is sitting here is Cordero Patterson. I'll get him for wow. some limited production. Down the board, Tua Tagovailoa, Sony Michelle, Christian Kirk, Gus Edwards, Julio Jones, Chuba Hubbard, Jalen Rager, Cole Komet, Russell Gage, Mike Davis, Zach Wilson, Gabriel Davis, Zach Ertz, Mac Jones, Jarvis Landry, Evan Ingram, Kenneth Gainwell, Will Fuller, Khalil Herbert, jo- Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Johnny Smith. I like how Tom Brady just went. Um, okay, so I'm back up. Let me take a shot. Oh. Gosh, I don't know. There are some guys I could get here. I really need some better running backs. Let me go grab. First, I'm going to go take, I think I'll take Raheem Mostert. I, I, wow. I'm i realizing that this hero RB strategy did not work at all. I'm hoping maybe maybe I'll use some of my wide receiver depths to trade up in the rookie draft theoretically, and I could get like Brees Hall as my RB2. 
but I went here RB. I'm going to have to accept a weak RB2 spot. Maybe it's it did work. I do like my wide receivers a lot. Now I'm just trying to get some shots later on. Let me just grab Kirk Cousins as a consistent backup for Trey Lance as insurance. And for once, they didn't wow my pick. Zach Moss, Corey Davis, Devontae Parker, Marquez Callaway, Naheem Hines, Van Jefferson, Curtis Samuel, Kenyon Drake, J.D. McKissick, Daryl Williams, Terrace Marshall, Josh Palmer, Michael Hardman, Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard, Robbie Anderson, Robert Tunyon, Rob Gronkowski, Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, Nico Collins, Brian Edwards, and I'm back up. So I've got how many uh, four running backs on this team, uh, six wide receivers, a QB, there are different spots I could look here for sure. I guess with my last pick, let me just grab one more running back as depth. With Kyle Pitts, I don't really need, but there's nothing, no reason to take another tight end here. If the draft kept running, obviously I eventually would. But I liked the talent of Garrett Patterson that I saw behind Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. I think if Patterson ever moves on from the team, he could get a role somewhere else. Deep sleeper, but let's go get wow. him. Relax. Oh my gosh. Okay. And we're done hearing those awful sound effects. So my team, Trey Lance, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Carson, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kenny Galladay. Those are my starters. I like that a lot. On the bench, Rondale Moore, Cordero Patterson, Raheem Mostert, Kirk Cousins, and Jarrett Patterson. That's a pretty good team, I would say. Again, I think the hero RB strategy is interesting. I definitely filled that slot. Like Chris Carson, Cordero Patterson, Raheem Mostert maybe can rotate through there. But right now, I don't have much safety at that spot. But other, I mean, I put up some nice wide receivers to go along with Jonathan Taylor and Trey Lance. That could really carry my team. So I'm pretty happy with how this draft went. Uh, I haven't done very many Dynasty mock. Like, this is only like the second mock draft I've done all offseason on Dyn for Dynasty. I'll have one more coming in a few weeks on this show. We'll see how we can do in a super flex draft. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF and at SGF pod for the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Go check out Hutch's podcast, the young fantasy mind as well. And it was fun to end it off with a nice little dynasty mock draft. And I think it worked out pretty well. So thank you guys for listening. Apologies for all those sound effects and I'll see you next time.